Welcome to the Mini Farmer Forum podcast. In this week's episode, I caught up with Tommy Bramley, SVP of Global Consulting at Amerisource Bergen, where we were both attending Reuters Farmer 2023 in a rather balmy Barcelona. Running through helping manufacturers on their commercialization journey to stakeholder engagement and driving value in accelerating clinical development, we also discussed Amerisource Bergen's recent acquisition of Pharmalex and how that broadened the company's suite of services overall. You'll note the repeated word of exciting in the latter part of our conversation and after listening, I've no doubt that you'll be swept up into that air of excitement as much as we were too not least due to the rebranding that will soon encapsulate the very heart of what Amerisource Bergen has been and is doing. Ensuring healthier futures, yesterday, today and tomorrow, there's a little something for everyone in this episode. So, however you like to absorb your podcasts, listen on, and I hope you enjoy. This is Pharma Forum Web Editor Nicole Raleigh. And I am here at Reuters Pharma 2023 on the final day, Thursday, the 20th of April. And this morning I have with me Tommy Bramley of Amerisource Bergen. And you've recently moved into the position of SVP of global consulting at the company, haven't you? Yeah. So what does that role encompass and how do you work with pharma companies? Yeah, so recently came back into consulting. So I've been with Amerisource Bergen over 20 years. Most of that time was spent um, in, in global consulting market access. Did uh, four years in patient services and then was asked to help expand our international market access. And as part of that, I relocated from Charlotte <laughs> to, to London. And uh, what we do is we help manufacturers with their commercialization journey. So as they think about bringing their innovative products to market, we start to engage with them to think about stakeholder engagement. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, what what is the evidence that payers are gonna need um, to to appraise, to assess the product for availability to a population? So in the European market, that's typically referred to as an HTA body. In the US, that would be a health plan in formulary decision makers. Mm -hmm. So we start to help them think through what are their value propositions? What is their differentiation? We assist them with that clinical um, differentiation and and driving value. Mm -hmm. And so the intent then is to accelerate that clinical development. Uh, So those innovations get to patients faster. Once a product's launched and we we support them in continuing to define that value mm-hmm. in terms of what health outcomes are they generating. So fewer hospitalizations, fewer ER visits, better quality of life. And we do that through a variety of services. It could be real world evidence. It could be economic models. It can be um, uh, HTA dossiers. Mm-hmm. And so we, we start very early, usually in the phase Phase two, phase three, and carry that through loss of exclusivity. So with me coming back into global consulting, it really was to expand our services and expand our geographical reach. Mm-hmm. Okay. So could you give me any examples of that expansion? Yeah. One of the most recent uh, is the acquisition of Pharmalex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, 
that was in January, the start, start of the new year. And that added to our geographic reach. So we were very strong in North America, so US and Canada, uh, very big presence in the German market, mm -hmm. uh, expanding presence in the UK. And what was added with the acquisition of Pharmalex is those markets where we had uh, maybe just a, a, a small offering or an offering through a trusted partner network. And with Pharmalex being very strong in Italy, strong in Spain, the Nordics, Benelux, and added to our strength in the UK, mm -hmm. we, we, we now are able to help manufacturers, biopharma, across your major markets. Uh, so that was, we have already working with many of the Pharmalex entities and now uh, that's come together as a seamless offering with, with Amerisource Bergen. In addition, very strong strategic fit in terms of their depth in regulatory affairs, their depth in pharmacovigilance and in quality. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we now have a greater portfolio or suite of services uh, to offer pharma companies uh, to assist them with the full clinical and commercial journey. Yeah. So very exciting <laughs> acquisition and very strong strategic fit and very strong cultural fit. It is exciting. I'm, I'm just sort of absorbing <laughs> everything you're saying at the moment. So coming away from that excitement, let's talk about challenge. Yeah. So what are some of the unique market access challenges biopharma companies face when launching a product in Europe? Yes, well, there's no lack of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, that, that's where we, we can help uh, manufacturers. So a couple, couple new things on the horizon or mm -hmm. a couple um, emerging challenges, let's call it. I guess maybe not emerging, but challenges that the market is dealing with is uh, budget constraints mm -hmm. at a country level. Uh, so thinking through how to best deliver those innovations which can be very expensive mm -hmm. uh, with constrained budgets with a war in Europe. And so getting innovative for those innovative therapies in terms of contracting, in terms of um, value-based pricing. And so where, where we start to help manufacturers with those challenges is to understand the environment. Mm -hmm. So one of the new things is going to be the, the joint clinical assessment or JCA, and that's a framework in which there'll be one joint clinical assessment of a product for the 27 uh, member states mm -hmm. of the EU. So rather than there being 27 different appraisals or assessments, there'll be a single joint clinical assessment. So how do you approach that? What is the evidence package? How do you think about your organizational structure to get prepared for that environment. Uh, so that's something we've been spending a lot of time on, understanding yeah. and making sure we keep our clients prepared and educated. Uh, you're also seeing a lot of pressure from the Inflation Reduction Act. So I know yeah. that is the US, but it's important globally to think about the different um, policies that are in place or coming. And the same in Europe in terms of different pressures with what Germany is doing with their SHI mm -hmm. um, and trying to extract um, greater concessions, I would put it that way, from, from pharma companies. So we're helping them 
think about that future, get prepared for that future, and make sure they're delivering the evidence that they need. So another exciting, I, I, I call it exciting. It's a good word. <laughs> it is a good word. <laughs> exciting development is uh, the acceptance of real world evidence. Mm -hmm. And traditionally to get a product to market, you had to have a randomized controlled trial. Mm -hmm. You had to have a, a control arm. And that's very difficult to do in rare and orphan diseases. There's just not a big patient pool to pull from. So what you're seeing is the acceptance of what's called a synthetic control arm, uh, where you, you use people that are uh, currently treated, so patients on standard of care, rather than being randomized, that becomes your control arm. Okay. And that's um, some very interesting and exciting statistical methods to match patients. Mm -hmm. So you're taking a non-randomized design and making it randomized to the best of your ability. So that's great in terms of speeding the, the timelines yeah. is you don't spend as much on patient recruitment. The other way that uh, we're helping uh, speed that clinical development is what's called surrogate endpoints. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes uh, a clinical outcome like overall survival in oncology may take many years mm -hmm. to, to hit, meaning you'd have to enroll patients for five, 10 years. Instead, using things such as progression-free survival, showing that it's a good proxy or a good surrogate for overall survival and that being accepted by HTA bodies. Uh, so, so innovative ways or applying what has typically been more of a market access or health economic mm -hmm. type of uh, tool to the regulatory environment. I like to see that convergence between regulatory and HTA. Yeah. Very helpful in terms of the evidence package that can be provided. Definitely. And I'm going to say now that's exciting by the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay. So it goes without saying, having introduced it thus that we're at Reuters Pharma 2023. And yesterday and the day before, um, you gave the chair address for the market access and real world evidence track. Um, so I just wondered how has Amerisource Bergen found being at Reuters in beautiful Barcelona? Um, has it been a positive experience? Has it been an enlightening experience? Very, very, very positive experience. It's, it's, it's always, um, great to be interacting with industry leaders, hearing what's on the minds of manufacturers hearing what's on the minds of payers, um, really good exchanges, really good discussions, mm -hmm. and even some debates <laughs> in yeah. terms of what is what is the path forward. Um, some of the highlights, uh, lots of discussions around what I, I mentioned earlier, the innovative contracting. Uh, so ways to get a product onto market with additional considerations in terms of evidence generation, mm -hmm. Or performance-based agreements mean if the product doesn't work, you don't pay as a payer. And uh, sounds really good in theory, mm -hmm. yeah, very hard sometimes to implement in practice because either the, the collection of the data is complicated, what I mentioned earlier in terms of the time horizon or the actual outcome. Mm -hmm. um, when you're talking about curative therapies such as cell and gene, it's a very expensive upfront payment that has very long 
um, term um, value, yeah. meaning saving a life. How do you how do you plan for how do you quote finance that type of uh, payment model? The really good discussions, really good uh, uh, collaborations between the payers and manufacturers on how do we put in place those performance based agreements. So I think that's a very um, exciting <laughs> area and one that we're helping um, our clients think through what is the right structure for it, for the, that type of environment. Also, what was discussed is the, the joint clinical assessment mm -hmm. in terms of what that means. I think it holds great promise in terms of reducing the amount of information that needs to be provided to 27 countries. Um, but there is um, still some trepidation from manufacturers that the joint clinical assessment will be put in place and it'll just be another hurdle mm. as then they'll still need to go to the country level uh, for pricing reimbursement. And they may even be asked for additional clinical information. So the regulation just says that the member states have to give due consideration to the joint clinical assessment. So what does that mean? What would that look like? So really good conversations about the promise, um, but also some concerns in yeah. terms of rather than reducing the burden uh, it could increase the burden. And getting into discussions about the uh, uh, healthcare disparities, social inequities, that is another promise of the joint clinical assessment is trying to move um, or reduce the variability mm -hmm. between the time of market authorization and the approval and the availability to a country. And you see great variability now from days for some countries to years in others. Mm. And just the, the inequity in terms of smaller European countries, those delays uh, of life-saving medications, very frustrating. At Amerisourcebergen, our uh, mission, our vision, if you will, is um, that we're united in our responsibility to create healthier futures. Mm -hmm. And so part of this process is how do we move more quickly through the development but also through the availability across the globe. And one of, one of the companies that we work with that Pharmalex called Ventura has a report about everyday counts, mm -hmm. which I couldn't agree with more in terms of addressing that variability of approval across the European states. So good discussion in terms of what manufacturers, biopharma companies could do to help reduce that variability. Yeah, fascinating discussion yeah. as well. Very wide ranging. Yeah. Um, right. So one last point. Amerisaurus Bergen is to become Sancora. Yes. This year. Yes. So I was just wondering, can you tell me more how this transformation elevates what the company does and its ability to do that and essentially achieve its purpose? Yes, a unified brand is going to be very helpful for us. Mm -hmm. A unified global brand in terms of the services that we can provide, the value that we can bring. And again, back to creating healthier futures. I feel we can do that better as Sincora. So again, exciting yeah. uh, with the, the brand change. Uh, Amerisource, just to be quite frank, as a global company, it's, it doesn't fit. The name doesn't fit. Uh, Syncora does in terms of us being at the center of healthcare, um, our core services, 
our ability to create those healthier futures from from concept of a, a product all the way through commercialization and how we can help patients and manufacturers on that journey. So I'm very excited about the name. Um, I think it's a lot easier to say. It is. It is, definitely. No, and, yeah. And it encapsulates what we do much, much better. It does, because as you say, every day counts and you are at the heart of creating those healthier futures. So thank you very much for your time. In fascinating discussion. Thank you, Nicole. And so that concludes this episode of the Mini Pharma Forum podcast. You can find more information about this episode, including a download link and information about previous installments and the main Farm Forum podcast series at farmerforum.com forward slash podcasts. The Mini Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe by searching for Farm Forum. Of course, don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for daily news and analysis bulletins as well. And follow us on Twitter at at Pharma Forum. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening.